Daniel, we're back. We're back. Yay! Wow. Alex, you too. I'm kidding. What's up, guys? Wow. Oh, it's you know what? It is Sunday, March fifteenth. We last recorded Wednesday, March what? What was what was the date? March tenth or something? March eleventh. Yes. It has been by far the longest days ever. Mm-hmm. Of our youth. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been pretty much sitting at home. Uh, podcast all day. is so out of date. Like two hours after it was uploaded, everything went just. The bodies hit the floor. Is that really good song? The bodies hit the floor, as that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh Lad, if, if anyone is listening to this and has missed the news, everything is canceled. Everything that could ever happen. Everything. And, we are primarily a sports podcast, but I think before we get into that, I think it, it, it we probably should look at the world as a whole right now. People are are, are hustling lifestyle wipes. People are yeah, screw those guys. Toilet paper. Kids are partying in the streets. Despite the global pandemic, a lot going on. Yeah. So if you've been living under a rock. Uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus outbreak is going on. There are 163,000 cases in the world right now. 6,000 deaths. That's, that's horrible. Places like that's Italy crazy. on shutdown now. It's how bad it's getting. Italy's on shutdown. Spain's Fire on too. lockdown. France is pretty much on lockdown. They're trying to retreat from the virus. Uh, it's you. Is I mean, listen. I have this article uh, from what it, it was from the president of the United, former president of the United States. It's from Vox. Let me pull it up. I closed it. I apologize. Uh, it's it's pretty much explained all in one chart. And it's how canceled events and self-quarantines save lives in one chart. I really, I, I, I think it's a really good uh, explanation. And I'm not someone who's big on, on uh, I'm not a big science guy. But this just dumbed, kind of dumbed it down for me. I think the first thing I really want to, I want to ask you guys this. How have your lives been affected by the virus so far? Um, I don't get to see you guys at Ryerson. Yeah, so pretty much, I think it was Thursday, Friday morning. Yeah, uh, they announced or Friday early afternoon. Uh, Ryerson announced that all classes were being moved online that same morning. Uh, I believe Queens announced the same thing. York too. Uh, York and UFT announced the same thing. A lot of universities are moving to online, even in the states. Um. Not even just in Ontario, but across Canada, U uh, University of British Columbia, uh, I believe University of Regina, all of these universities are mo essentially moving to online, trying to get people home as fast as possible. I mean, 
Yeah. Like I've been inside. Like I, I think the only time I've really been outside has when I went for a walk. And that's a bit risky. I went grocery shopping. Oh, wow. How did that go? Wow. Uh, it's okay. I mean, like if it's like the certain items that everyone goes for, it's not the hardest thing. What's it like? Cause my, my parents were, they went shopping like before I woke up yesterday. Cause mm-hmm. I woke up like 10, right? And they'd come back and they actually had a good amount of stuff. And I'm like, well, that's weird. What's going on? And they said, well, we went to four different stores. Wow. Yeah. Just then go in the central areas. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, they, they found, you know, they, they, like, at some places you had orange juice, at others you did it. Of course, like, it was more cleaning items. Those aisles are just gone, non-existent. I mean, I, I think I brought it up last episode, and that was on a Wednesday. My mom went to two Costco's and, could, and couldn't find toilet paper. And again, you've got Costco. Smoke, but it's to do with your breathing, so get toilet paper. That's not going to help you, idiot. I... Uh, it's you know I don't know if you guys can see it behind me. I also mentioned it. We have like I think this this little what is this three six nine twelve is all the toilet paper we've been able to find. I am strategically hiding it in my room. But uh, okay, great guy Adam. <laughs> like normally, what I do is we keep like in our fridge downstairs. That's where we keep stuff like our Gatorades and that. I'm half tempted to move that stuff in case someone breaks into our garage because I wouldn't be surprised if that stuff stuff if that stuff starts happening. Wow. Like, worst case scenario stuff you plan for, but like when we moved into this house in Pickering uh, last summer, like when we weren't home, someone came in and stole supplies for the house we had in the garage. And that was just, you know, when the world wasn't dealing with a virus. So, and I hate to think of the worst things, but I mean, we're getting to that point again. Like, people, like you can't get toilet paper. That's a basic necessity. Yeah. How about the people who can't bulk buy? Toilet paper. Yeah, do you, you don't need to do that. Uh, uh, There's nothing to do. You're just uh, uh, panicking. Can I just shout out Amazon and eBay and Kijiji for stopping the for stopping people from selling these items? That's very. I, 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 that's nice. That's good of them. They deserve it. What about they, you? Those people deserve it. Daniel, what's been going on with you? Because you're always very, very busy. And I, it's just, it's weird that we got you on the show today without that much of an issue. Because as I, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast recently, but I I never shut up about the fact that you're never here and how good a thing it is for your career. And all of a sudden, we got you on here without any hassle. And I, it, it kind of terrifies me. I know, it's kind of a crazy time, you know, Ryerson shut down. Um, I'm also a TA, and that stuff all is online now, so... Yeah, it's a lot of figuring out, I guess, how we're doing this now, even. We're not meeting up. Our lives are all online. Yeah, let me, I want to I know about that, yeah, because I forgot you were a TA, because all we see is that everything's moving online. Public schools are just being canceled after March break. So what's it been like for you as someone who's in a sort of teaching position or somebody that, like, assisting university professor? What's that been like for you? I think it's just... I had a lot of more, a lot more Google Hangouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to uh, replace the meetings, um, I don't know. Just telling the students that there's still going to be lectures, but they're all going to be online. I think you guys remember last year when Sally did her voiceovers for the yes. slides. 
Yes, it's yes. going to be all of that. Yes, um, marking here and there, it's the same, but it's just kind of, it's just a weird feeling that like, I I didn't realize on Thursday I'm like this might be like the last day of the year I'm going to be at Ryerson. Mm. Yeah. So I have a question. You work with the eye opener, right? Yes. So what have they told you? about this whole situation right i assume most of the university sports if they're not finished are canceled for the rest of the year so what have they been saying kind of moving forward if you want to keep writing or if what what their plan is moving forward uh definitely like it's transition period right now for them like they were supposed to come out with a sports issue uh that's canceled <laughs> the yeah. for yeah. now the print the print version is canceled which kind of sucks because all the drafts were due like like late February, so everyone did their work on it already. Um, right. right now, I they might be accepting online pitches still, but there's no word yet. I think they're just figuring out everything. But as of right now, like even I think Ryerson Folio as well, some place I also worked for, they're canceling everything. They're supposed to have a launch party for their magazine, but that's canceled. So everything's just digital. So they're doing what they can with what they have. Right. Right. It's. Uh, I think the next thing to really bring up. Um, it's it's really because of course St. Patrick's Day is. Yeah, I have a couple bones to pick. Yeah, do why don't you tell us about what's been going on with St. Patty's Day, Alex? For those of you who don't know, it is St. Patrick's Day weekend. Um, and it's a big thing, and I could be wrong about the cities. If I am, I apologize. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Kingston. Uh, Waterloo, for sure, and I believe London. I could be wrong about London, but <clears throat> big thing to go out during this weekend. Go to the bars, go to the clubs, go on the streets, <clears throat> uh, drink, share drinks, the usual college crap. We're in a pandemic. Like I, I don't know if this has been stressed enough. You know, why is it really going to kill you to not do it for one year? God forbid. Is it really going to kill you? Like, I, I get. Sorry, go. Well, how much of it do you wonder is either people <clears throat> trying to deal with the stress of what's been going on and how much of it is actually just idiots? But there's other okay. I I I, I get what kind of I get what you're saying, but like, if you're trying to deal with the stress, why would you go hang out with th thousands of people on the streets, knowing, knowing that we're gonna get to this later? But the NHL, the uh, the NHL, MLB, NBA, MLS. Period. Uh, Italian soc soccer leagues. All the European soccer leagues are canceling. And it makes sense. We're going to crowd 20,000 or thousands of people in the streets. I don't care if you're 18, 19, 20, 21. You don't do that stuff. Like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me that knowing the situation we're in, even if you're not infected, how do you know the thousands of other people there aren't and how quickly it can transfer one from one person to another? I get the whole point. You know, I get their argument that 
oh, it doesn't affect young people the same way as it affects older people. Do you know old people? Do you know old people? If the answer is yes, and you still did that, and God forbid you get you get the disease, who looks stupid? You. You look stupid. It makes zero sense. It. I. I can't think of a legitimate reason. And the people who are saying it's just a flu. Stay in. Just stay in in your mom's in your parents' basement. And close the computer. A normal flu, a normal cold doesn't do, it doesn't kill people like uh, like the coronavirus has been doing. Do no, people- but Adam, the, the normal flu kills more people. <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you seen people say that? Really? People are, well, people are saying the- that. I mean, yes, on the average year, yes, people are saying that. I, the number, this is what happens when you, it's so annoying. I have so many bones to pick. Like, it doesn't make, I don't get why, why, how about you just live with it? Like, I get it. It's a pain in the ass. You think I want to stay in my house for the next three weeks and do nothing? I mean, I'd like to do nothing. But, when was the last time you guys left your houses? Uh, I went for a walk. Yeah, I, I went for a walk Friday. yesterday. I left yeah. on Friday. And how how long were you guys gone for? Maybe forty five minutes, but I didn't go. Yeah. Like I just went for a walk. Yeah. Three hours. Three hours. Sorry, and Daniel, what were you doing? Grocery shopping. Grocery shop for three hours. Yeah, never mind, because you were trying to find food, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Damn. It Damn. just doesn't. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up in my head. What? How stupid people are? Yeah, and I feel like at this point I should be used to it because I'm pretty sure half of the half of the comments I make about the Leafs are about Leafs Twitter. But like, I think I expect different from people when it comes to a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, what's better, the country? Overreact a, a country's government overreacts or underreacts? An overreaction. Overreaction. Yeah. Ten times out of ten, an overreaction in this case scenario is better. There's absolutely no reason to complain. I get it. I get it. It's difficult to stay in your house. You think like again, I said it before. You think I want to stay in my house? And, and 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 be confined in my house for the next three weeks because I'm worried about going or more than three weeks uh, the next more probably more than a month because I don't want to go outside or go to the store or go to whatever like they don't shut down things for fun you think the university wants to shut down no you, you think no. do you think I delete that Right. Do you think yeah. the most greedy people in the world, sports owners, want to shut down for a month? No. The Blue Jackets were, were still going against closing it down until the league made them. Yeah. So don't tell them, like, it's, does uh, it, so stupid. Then do we want to move to the sports thing, or is there anything in the grand scheme of the world you guys want to talk about when it comes to the coronavirus? Before we move to the 
Of course. Before we move yeah. to the sports thing, I think we should. I'd like to make it clear once and once only that at the end of the day, people's health and safety and anything along those lines come first, and sports comes way down the list. Mm-hmm. But I we're agree. a sports show. And I think it it would be valuable for us to observe what the sports world is doing. Yes, that's what I. Before we get to the sports, I think that's something that should be said. Any pre any disclaimer from you uh, from you, Daniel, before we get started to the uh, to the sports talk here. Not really, just crazy times for all of us. I hope everyone stays safe and uh, avoid large crowds and yeah. wash your hands. Exactly. I love to see it. Uh, did you have to wait, 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 okay. Did you see the guy in the UK who was selling squirts of moisturizer for fifty pence? No, I didn't see that. Oh my god! So, so yeah, he was like selling small things of moisturizer for fifty pence, which is half a pound, obviously, um, in the UK, and uh, he got sent home for it. So he made about nine bucks, and apparently he was gonna go buy like a taco or something with it. And apparently his parents, it was hard for them to get mad. And his dad called him a bleeping legend for doing it. Which is not bad as what <sighs> wipes are doing. But at the same time, um, I, I probably not the coolest thing in the world to do. But at the same time, um, that kid's going places. But um, have, oh, have you also heard experts say it's going to get worse before it gets better? Yeah. How the world always goes is people wait till it gets. Like, let's be honest, it wasn't really. I didn't, and, I, and I'm not afraid to admit this. I didn't really take this virus as serious until it affected me here. Like North Americans did not care about this virus until the NBA said hello there. Like, Why do you think? Realized, sorry, guy. We should have realized how big a deal this was when soccer was getting canceled in Europe. Like we talk about yeah. football, baseball. Soccer in Europe is way, way bigger than anything else is in here in North America. And it wasn't until the NBA just said, hello there, we're shutting everything down, did the rest of us over here in Canada and the U.S. really realize how big an issue this was. Do you know why, do you know why Italy is in lockdown? Because they're a shipping town, as Adam Wilde loved to put Yeah, but yes, yes, of course. But also half the people there couldn't, didn't even care. Wow. Huh. Like, you know what I find hilarious is – well, I don't find it hilarious, sorry. That's the wrong choice of word. But I find it funny, interesting that what are they telling us to do? Uh, Wash your hands. Wash your hands and don't touch your face. I, I mean, this just kind of feels like things that they tell us to do on a normal basis. Wasn't the solution to the Black Plague using soap? I have no idea. I, I don't know my Black Plague history. We should search that for confirmation. I like that. Daniel on the case. I miss him. Um, but anyway, yeah, just I think... So I give my little disclaimer. Of course, yes, we talked about... I think a big reason to us starting with the rest of the world was so we could talk about the more serious side of the virus. The real, everyday way it affects um, people. Now where we go to the sports talk, it's going to be a lot of maybe... 
questions about sports, how it's affecting it, maybe how, well, there's going to be some real world talk about with arena employees, all that kind of stuff. But now just know people, whenever we talk more about the virus here, when we focus a lot on the ramification when it comes to games being played in that, we do, as the others have said here, acknowledge the effect it's taking on everyday people and everyday lives. It's just now we want to put the, we want to transition ourselves here into the sports side of it, the much less important, but still, what the show is about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to start with? Should we start with the Rudy Gobert incident? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I uh, okay. So this was Wednesday night, correct? I believe when it all came so. out. So yeah. yes. Yes. So Wednesday night, the Utah Jazz were playing OKC, I believe, in Oklahoma. Yeah, I think so. And they were about to start the game. It was kind of announced that Rudy Gobert wasn't playing because he was dealing with an illness. And probably a minute, 30 seconds before tip off, uh, one of the staff members comes running out and starts talking to the ref. And the game was postponed. The uh, the arena announcers they made the obviously made the announcement to the fans. You could hear the panic, everyone screaming. And then it was announced that Rudy Gobert was in fact had in fact tested positive for COVID nineteen, and that sparked a lot of. Uh, essentially backlash on Rudy Gobert. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the video, but he after, I believe it was the rap when the Raptors played Utah, he was doing the a press conference and he t- afterwards touched everyone's mic yeah. mics and apparently he touched a bunch of player of of teammates stuff in the locker room as a joke, obviously wasn't taking it seriously. And now everyone's freaking out because, you know, the Raptors have to get tested, the OKC. Like, the thing is, one person gets infected. You cannot continue a league because the ramifications it could potentially have are devastating. They uh, they shared a charter plane with other teams, didn't they? The too? Detroit Pistons. And guess who? I'm not sure if you heard, saw last night. A Detroit Pistons player was t- had tested positive for COVID-19. Christian oh, Wood. Christian Wood, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz. Gobert's teammate. So not only like, – just think about it like this. The Raptors, so thank goodness, the Raptors, none of the Raptors, they were all tested. None of them have COVID-19. But think about the ramifications just on the Raptors. Gobert played the Raptors. The Raptors, who do they share an, an arena with? The Leafs. So now we're talking about the scope. Now we're talking about not just the Raptors, we're talking about the Leafs. The Leafs, who did they play? The Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, it's just around and around and around and around and around. You have no idea how far this back, how far back this goes. And to be honest, I, my opinion is I think this would have happened eventually. 
I think it would have gotten to a point where, yeah, you, you'd you have to cancel the league, not only for the safety of the fans, but also for the safety of the players. Because you never know who the players interact with outside of of basketball yes they cancel all events right the raptors in fact when all this was coming out the raptors were at a charity of and i believe a nick nurse charity event yeah so mm-hmm. how about the kids there or the people there right so it, it's a whole list of people i think it would have gone to a point where you yes you in fact do have to cancel or uh, suspend the league for a certain period of time and i think it's better that they did it sooner rather than later now i'll Obviously, looking at the NHL, there was nothing had really been announced as a player having COVID-19. But I think it was smart of them to say, you know what, let's talk it out in the morning, figure out the final logistics, and we're going to suspend play for however long. It was good when they did because I believe one of the employees of the SAP Center, which of course the San Jose Sharks played at, play at um was tested positive for the virus and who knows how bad that could have gotten if of course um the santa i would um before san jose because they were the first team going to be affected by it that if that hadn't happened sooner what could have happened out there with that employee so i guess yeah go going on from the nba they started this whole chain reaction uh the Afternoon after the NBA, of course, uh, suspended their season, the NHL followed suit. Originally, we were here, heard a lot about stuff like March Madness, and that was going to be played without fans. That was well, canceled. Yeah, that's canceled. Mm-hmm. All we- the four, all Formula One races. Well, the, there was a Formula One race, I believe, uh, this weekend. It was supposed to happen actually this morning. That was canceled. Yeah, MLB. MLB as well. Spring training. MLS. Uh, right? Oh, and um, Ken Rosenthal of uh, Fox and the Athletic just confirmed that a minor league pitcher in the yes. Yankee system has, has a positive coronavirus. Wow. Good we have you because we don't follow. No, I think the only baseball people me and Alex may follow maybe Ryerson's David Singh. But uh, I, don't, I don't know much about baseball. Uh, of course, also then PGA was canceled. They, I think they had a tournament last weekend about it. Uh, my friend Ethan's a big golf guy, so he was telling me about that. I think the only sports that are still going are probably wrestling, if you want to call it whatever. I know they, they had a show, SmackDown, last week in front of no fans. Uh, the UFC had, have they cl- canceled anything officially? They had show yeah. with no fans. The UFC had a show last night with no fans. They were supposed to be in London next London, England next weekend and they canceled that, but they're looking to plan a fight. They're trying to bring as many fighters back before the travel ban and um and try to find a place to fight because they can't fight in, in New York and they can't fight in Las Vegas, which is where their training facility is. So there is yeah, a lot of work. I believe the X, the XFL are still going as well. I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. If that's if that's still going, because I heard last night that a XFL player was actually tested positive. Yeah, a member of the Seattle Dragons. That's a great name, by the way. Oh, if I'm the NHL, I steal that name. for March. They're not playing the regular season games. However, all players would be paid for their base pay, 
and benefits for the 2020 regular season for XFL. Is, yeah. Oh, you love to see it. All right, Ben. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people were. Oh my god. I'm sorry, my dog has just jumped next to my face. How dare you? I think a lot of people, myself included, when all this was happening, is how the WWE hadn't closed down, was thinking, oh boy, here's Vince McMahon going at it again. Because they have to be careful because WrestleMania is coming up. And as someone who used to be a huge wrestling fan, uh, that is massive, not just for that company, but those wrestlers, those performers, have their biggest payday of the year in WrestleMania. It- well, so I, I'm not sure if you saw this is from ESPN uh, WrestleMania 36 in jeopardy as Hillsbury County uh, says it might pull the plug, which is that that is disastrous for all involved there. And people says here, from all over the world. Yeah. Know? So so it says here, this is from Mark Ramondi. Um, the event scheduled for April 5th at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, is expected to attract a crowd of more than 70,000 people. Wow. And April 5th, I believe, is the day the NBA, uh, that's the 30-day, is that is that the day I'm thinking of here? Well, at the end of the 30-day timetable the NBA are looking at? Yeah, I, there was a I, something about April 5th. I'm not entirely sure. But something, it, it's around the time where that pe- time period of all these leagues are kind of ending. And I think we were talking about this, Adam and I, before we actually started recording. Is We, we both thought that was extremely optimistic of the leagues to set a 30-day period. I think really it's going to be longer, longer than that. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but disappointing. So, sorry, go. No, I was just gonna say, what what do you think is? I guess we can. It, it kind of works for the um, NBA as well. But what do you think the NHL does moving forward, depending on how long they're out for? Playoffs in August. Okay. Adam, I they obviously when the NHL suspended their season, Gary Bettman made it a point, as well as apparently on the conference call with the board of governors they had, that they want to award the Stanley Cup this year. And if it was up to me, I would honestly just make it simple, and I would go off points percentage. And the moment you can, the moment it's a it, it talk about NHL being a copycat league. I think the moment everything gets started on the NBA comeback, that's when the NHL should come back. And I would just do playoff format whenever you can, and you go off points percentage. Yeah, that's- you said so. You, you brought up something interesting about uh, NHL and NBA starting at the same time. And we saw that the big, the four leagues that are currently running, which are MLS, MLB, NBA, and NHL, did release a joint statement. I wouldn't be surprised if they all start again at the same time. Mm. That that I, would be my guess. The draft, though, and 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there. I don't. I haven't seen anything. Um, about that. My guess is, I think they're kind of taking it week by week or month by month. Like, I think it really all depends on how long we're, they're out for. Bear with me here, because if I'm thinking, if because obviously the big thing to think about is 
if the league comes back, I think you have to push back the end, the start of the season, or you at least cancel training camp, which will, which will most likely happen. But if you push the season back, then because of the start of the season, I'm pretty sure that would then change the eligibility for some players to get drafted because of the start of the season. And that has huge ramifications. If you look at a guy like, I think it was Austin Matthews, was like a month away from being eligible for a certain draft year. So maybe that's... Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be 2015, I remember. Yes. So that's that's what I, I'm just now thinking is if if they push back the schedule a certain way, then I think that changes the the, the complexion of the draft completely. Yeah. But See, here's my thing. This is this is kind of I I don't know if I'm too crazy on this or if people would agree with me. I think depending on how far you go, how far in advance you have to kind of say, like if we're not playing hockey by June, I'd say I say you know what, that's it. No, and I get you want to crown a Stanley Cup champion, but it it depending on what Gary Bettman wants to do, I don't think you impact two seasons because what essentially if you're playing hockey if you start hockey by june you're playing how long how long are the playoffs two months two and a half months yeah june if it goes as long as it as it normally goes so that's two and a half months so june july mid-august and then training camp would normally be in september right so now you're pushing back the pushing back the start of next season. So not only and you'd probably make that shorter too. You probably have to make next season sh- next season shorter. And now not only are you affecting this year because you've lost that chunk from April to May, April and May, you're now affecting next year too. I think an underrated part is we've looked at players coming back from the All-Star break in their bye week and how much injuries it's, it's caused. We all know how intense players play in the playoffs. Could you imagine where they don't have that summer off and what that can do to their bodies? Daniel, I want to get your take on this because you're... I'm more what? <laughs> yes, because you're more an all-around sports guy compared to me and Alex. You're, you're, uh, even Alex is more tennis and in UFC is more than I am. I'm normally just hockey, but I know you, you're hockey, you're baseball, you've been covering all types of sports with the eye opener and that. So what are your general takes on playoffs? And even if we have, if, if it's realistic that championships will be crowned across other leagues this year, especially looking at the NBA and the NHL. As of right now, I'm kind of optimistic that they're still going to get crowned. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a huge pushback. But I know that, I know this is a different situation. But comparing it to like 2011 lockout with the NBA, what you said, like players coming out of that bye week, there was a lot more injuries. Players were a lot more sluggish. Uh, that level of play wasn't really there. And I don't know. It's just it's crazy to think that like it's going to also affect next year, too. So it's it, a lot and, to think. And another point, I guess, from, from me is the NHL. Or and I'm not sure about the NBA, but I know the NHL for a fact makes the most money during the playoffs. Yeah. If even when the the NHL and the NHL comes back, how how will this scenario of self quarantine and almost essentially a lockdown, country being in a lockdown, how's that going to affect 
moving forward, especially for the first couple of months. I would expect if things are resolved by September and October, I think things will start to slowly resume to normal when it comes to arena attendance. But I think the way that it's being it being pushed, I think it's going to be difficult. I don't think teams are going to make as much money when they start again. For because sure, there's, because there's all this fear. Because there's this yeah. fear and panic about the pandemic. People are still going to be hesitant about it. They're not going to come in in droves as they were. Right. Like, personally, I wouldn't, like, like when everything's, like, solved, I won't go, okay, yeah, let's go to the arenas again. Right. Right away. So- so does it make sense for them to do to go through the playoff process? I think for the MLB and the MLS, they're in a little bit of a different situation. The MLB is still in spring spring training. The MLS is at the start of the season. And I think they that's something they can kind of push forward a little bit. But I don't think it makes sense for the NHL and NBA to I, – I don't know what their next step is because I think there's a lot of ramifications. You know, draft, free agency – um, and and the playoffs as well, and next season, what happens there? Yeah, you can't go back. <laughs> it's like there's so much progress already made. Right. What I wonder about is, and I think it's it's what a lot of people first thought is, we talked about a little bit about Columbus and how right after their governor said we should probably close down large gatherings that. The Blue Jackets made a point of releasing a tweet saying that, hey, um, we're going to keep this open. And again, until the NHL said, hey, no, you're not. <laughs> and that's not because to a degree that I don't know what Columbus's ownership group is like, but it's more that they are so reliant on their gate and that. How does the cap look not only next year in the NHL, but the year afterwards? I don't how- think they're going to change it now. Sorry? They're not going to like go up. They're going to be like, oh, look at all this revenue we lost. We, you know, we got to keep things stagnant. Does it yeah. Go- Does it go down? I think it'd be... It might go down. If I'm... Okay. If we talked about it, um, we talked about the owners a couple episodes ago. If I'm, again, Jeremy Jacobs, if I'm MLSE, if I'm one of the, uh, Jeff Molson, if I'm one of the bigger owners in the NHL, I go, hey, if you're going to lower the cap, I like a compliance buyout. Because nope. it's if you lower the cra- cap, it's it screws a lot of teams. Like you look at how many teams not, were essentially over the cap this year and were really just saved by LTIR. Yeah, I think there's going to be another rollout of amnesty clauses. Same thing that happened in every lockout, 2013, for the NHL, right. 2011, for the NBA. I think every team's going to get, what, two? Because I remember that's when the Lightning used it on, like, Vincent LeCavalier. Uh Yeah, I believe it was two. That's only if, they mo- if, they go- if it goes down. I think, if anything, I think they will stay the same. You know, that projection that they threw out at the GM meetings that was 84 to 88 million is kind of just thrown out the window. Mm. Would you like to hear about some of the cap space the teams have right now? Tell me. And this is still LTIR and that, but just for some mess, I'll give you the teams that have less than $3.1 million in cap space. The Canucks, the Panthers, who are trying to shed salary even now, the Penguins, the Golden Knights, the Flames, the Capitals, the Flyers, the the Coyotes, the Oilers, and the Leafs are all teams that have under 
$3.1 million in cap space. Right. The Leafs are spending about $100 million LTIR and then all that kind of stuff, right? The Canucks, they're a team that their cap crunch is coming real soon, and they might even lose Jacob Markstrom because of it. So it, it's going to – I don't know what it's going to do to a lot of teams. And I another thing I'm thinking of, how do you think this may affect Seattle? Because, yes, they're not coming until 2021, but – I think that very I think that depends on how next season is affected. I don't n- necessarily think it's really going to affect Seattle. I think I I don't see how it does because it's so far away unless we're if we're it's next year so it's March 15th 2021 and we're still in a weird situation of nothing's b- uh, really being resolved. We're still playing in empty arenas. We're at that point. I think it could potentially be a problem going in with Seattle and what the hell's going on. But I think for the most part, I and again, I think that also, if that's the case, what happens with revenue, I, I think there's a whole other set of issues there. But I don't think it has a big impact on Seattle. Mm. Daniel. I don't know. Just okay, I think not from this, but I think from a performance-based perspective, I think they're not going to have the same edge Vegas had when they kind of came out and got like, okay. Well, I mean, this is all hypothetical. I'm thinking if the amnesty clauses happen, these buyouts happen, teams kind of have a bit more movement. They're going to be a bit more prepared to protect their guys for the draft. Yeah. draft. So I think maybe that's one ramification I'm thinking of that – we're not going to see a Seattle team like roll out with the same type of like talent and draft picks as the Golden Knights. I, I for me, I thought that was going to happen anyways because after Vegas, I think it was kind of known, put out there that teams knew that they got screwed by Vegas, and I don't know how will it. And it didn't seem like they were willing to do that again. So for a team that like let's say Toronto, just because that's the team I know best looking at their forward core are they going to send a pick and a prospect their way just to keep one of their forwards probably not uh, correct me if I'm wrong here but Daniel I think also what you're trying to say here with the compliance buyouts is let's say let's look at a team like the Blue Jackets right and mm. the Dave Clarkson deal a big part of moving that was William Carlson right yes and I believe it was either a first or a second round pick. Could you it was also, a first round pick, I believe. Yes. Now, would you also, would it be fair to say that, uh, just so I can understand you 100% here, Daniel, that with mm-hmm. the compliance buyouts and the opportunity that maybe if you're a team that isn't spending to a cap, but you still have a bad contract or two, that that would maybe then take away leverage from Vegas because they may say, give me this, 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 I'll take a bad contract. Well, now maybe those compliance buyouts will then give more teams that, to fix themselves, and that means there won't be that much of a chance for the Seattle Kraken, hopefully they're called, to use that in deals. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm trying to say that like they're not going to be in so many binds to be like, okay, let's make these things work. we got to protect these guys, and we got to like dump these contracts. Mm-hmm. All right, so is it should we move on to the arena staff situations? Sure. I know you have a bone to pick with uh, one particular team. I guess we should make it known that 
most I, i'd say most teams I, I can't confirm that off the top of my head but a lot of teams are going to be compensating their staff i think a big one uh is obviously the dallas mavericks and mark cuban mm-hmm. um but most teams are compensating their play their part-time and i believe full-time staff who work in the arena in the actual arena, not like management. That's something separate. Yes. Now, yeah, arena staff is, you know, the people that, um, you know, the 50-50 workers, the the, um, the food stands, all that kind of stuff, right? The people, security, those who scan your tickets and all that. Um, I think the first player, because, of course, a lot of players have been coming out. And before we go into the specific teams, um, shout out to some players who have been making donations to help out those staff. Starting with, um, with Rudy Gobert. Of course, this guy. Uh, if you ever want to show how sorry you are about so many people, as Jazz from Adam Wilde's Morning Show says, uh, you have receipts. Uh, Rudy Gobert, of course, will be donating $500,000 to part-time employees at the Utah Jazz's arena, along with coronavirus-related services in Utah, Oklahoma City, and his native France. So I know, Kevin, there's a bunch of players. So off the top of my head, Sergei Bobrovsky, $100,000 as well. Um, Kevin Love, I think, was one of the first players to do it. Giannis Sotokounmpo yes. has done it as well. Um, Zion Williamson. Yeah, Zion Williamson, a freaking rookie. What's he, 19 years old, and he's doing it. Yeah, you know, obviously, it's great that the players are doing it, uh, but they really shouldn't be. No, and this is where it leads to a few teams that – there's two teams I want to talk about specifically. A – the Montreal Canadiens have not yet come out and said that they are paying their full-time staff. Now, and by the way, there are some teams that do not own their arenas. The Molson family own the Bell Center. So there is no excuse. A, yes, they own the arena, so they are in the position to do it. B, you are the third richest team in hockey. You are one of the few teams, one of the three teams we talked about this last week that make over $100 million. So I don't know what's up with the Molson family and why they haven't come out and done anything about this yet. But I think, one, that they're both horrible. But the fact that, uh, as well, the Flames, who I believe their owner is the ri- their majority owner is the richest guy in Canada, like worth several tens of billion, billions of dollars, hasn't either. And the Flames hey. are the same team that are screwing Calgarians with the arena and that. So, yeah. and- the Habs, one of the richest teams, aren't doing anything. And B, the Flames have one of the richest owners and have been crying about not paying their own damn arena for years. Well, they're going to create thousands of jobs. Well, freaking, it's just, it's, a, it's just a complete joke to me. Are those it absolutely is. Right now. It absolutely is. It, 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 it's, again, I feel like this episode is just me being extremely confused by certain groups of people. Mm-hmm. And this is just another group of people to add to my list. <laughs> Daniel, what do you make of all this? I don't know. Just kind of like I really thought when a lot of these things were kind of rolling out that that set the precedence for all of this, but... It hasn't been the case. That's surprising. Especially when like teams are actively coming out saying, like, yeah, we're not gonna pay you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That you know, I understand when um, journalists kind of have their sources. 
and that's how it comes out. But when a team openly announces that they're not going to pay their players, that is just confusing. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Unbelievable. Now, before we move on to the next part, because I have a question for you guys, I guess we didn't talk about this earlier. As 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 one of the um, people w- earlier in the episode, do you know Tom Hanks and his wife have? Oh, yeah, they have coronavirus. That was so devastating. That was when people. I think I don't. Know, it's like it's already real, but I think for a lot of people, that's when that happened. They're like, okay, this thing's for real. You know, I put a tweet out last night with a picture of of the score and it was just like under my favorites of this of uh teams to watch and it all said postponed mm-hmm. or and i think one of them said canceled and it felt so weird to see that like it doesn't feel real no like it feels like a movie i don't know if you guys get the same um feeling but like there's really nothing on Sportsnet or TSN. Like they're just re, um, re replaying a bunch of things. Like right now, I'm just watching poker because there's nothing else on TV. <laughs> they put Austin Matthews' first game on on TV last night. I did see that. I didn't watch it though. I mean, at least it was the least loss. And the first exactly. the first hockey thing post Steve Dangles. Uh, excuse my dog just sneezing. Post Steve Dangles hat picks and dang it's was uh, Austin Math every single one of Austin Matthews' goals so far. They put Ovechkin on today. But <laughs> but the dislike to like ratio was uh was hilarious on the video. I love the first two sports things like all right, I feel like they did they did it on purpose. Oh for sure. Austin Matthews one of their least fans. Um, Daniel, do you mm. need to go now? Yes, I may have to uh, depart from you guys soon, but I'll be back real soon, especially when we don't have any classes. Well, thank you for giving us the time you did have today, Daniel. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and we look forward, despite everything going to hell in the world, uh, to possibly having you more in the future. Rewatch Rise of Skywalker, and we'll talk about it on Wednesday. Thanks so much. See you soon, guys. See See you. Hi, Hi, Adam. Hello. It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. We're still recording, right? Yes, we are. All right, so we can just keep going, eh? Yep. Uh, so right. I, have a qu- I have a question for you before we uh, move on, I guess, to the last thing we have to talk about. Yeah. When you first, from a sports perspective, because, you know, we already talked about from uh, as, as people, obviously. From a sports perspective, what is... You know, everything got canceled. And and I'm not going to lie, I took this from uh, Good Show. They were talking about it. What's one sports thing that you thought isn't going to happen anymore? And their um, their big one was, what's LeBron going to look like after the play, after this? You know, he's 34. He's not getting any younger. What's he going to look like? You know, he was there essentially pretty much en route to almost winning a a championship, uh, depending on how they did in the playoffs, obviously. But and yeah. he had a pretty dominant season. Yeah, he was like leading the league in assists, and they were in the top of the West, weren't they? 
uh, I believe they're yes, they're top in the West. So what's one sports thing? And I guess we'll let's just limit it to hockey because we are primarily a hockey show. Yeah. What's one hockey thing that when you found out the NHL season is going to be canceled or postponed that had a big impact on you? See, the uh, here's what sucks is the right thing is to cancel the season. Sorry, to probably just can the regular season. I mean, you kind of talked about just canning the whole season and in his entirety. Uh, but there's a very small part of me that wants them to finish the regular season 82 games or um, to about 80 games or allow the Habs to play 10 more games because Shea Weber is 10 games short of 1,000. And the thing that was special about we've talked about this, his 1,000th game was going to be in Nashville. Of course, the team he was the captain of, he played every other game in his career, not as a habit. So um, it, I, 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 it sucked that we were going to get to see that. And also um, that Alex Ovechkin was robbed of the rest of the year. And that's what we I really wanted to see is him to pass Gartner this season and just to keep on going because I, I, I look at every lockout that's Ovi's faced. I've looked at every sort of game's loss that wasn't his fault, this included, and I'm just trying to count up the goals that he's missing. And where he should be at right now. Yeah, that that was my first thought. Is can if the season does get canceled as a whole, does Alex Ovechkin break Gretzky's record? Or when he at the end of his career, when he's 15, 20 goals shy, you think to yourself, if that virus hadn't have happened. Yeah. Alex Ovechkin. Also, an honorable mention I'll give to the Leafs here. Austin Matthews is probably going to break the single goal record for a Leaf. Yeah, that was. I just didn't want to be Toronto biased, but that was my honorable mention. Also, I think one little thing. I was also looking forward to the debate between Hughes and McCarr, and of course Vancouver probably getting screwed out of that Calder thing for him and burning the city to the ground again. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to miss the most. Alex is 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 a possible breakdown. I I was really going to miss. Every single game of in, like with the Pacific Division and how tight it was, like it might still happen, but it won't be be the same. And that's that's what I was looking forward to. I've made it a point to see every time I see a Pacific team lose or win, I think that's a big win, or I think that's a loss they're going to remember at the end of the season if they miss out by two points. That's you know what? what do you know what could have been a potential? I just pulled up the standings. You know what could have been a potential first round matchup? Uh, Battle of Alberta. Vancouver versus Colorado. The battle for the Calder. I would have loved to watch that. Wow. I think that's my first round series I would have watched. If it happens. Yeah. So what? where do we want to go from here? Well, why don't we tell everyone... I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say about the whole situation? Um, yeah, I, I want to propose a playoff format. If we do come back and there's a shortened one. 1 to 16. Uh, no, I was just going to say you bring everyone except Detroit back. And you just do a oh. single elimination tournament style. <laughs> like March Madness. Yes. But okay. no, I, that's everything I have to say. Yeah. I would be very down for that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Why not? One team gets hot and the Sens win the cup. Why not? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay, why don't you tell, like, so I guess... For us moving forward, it's a little bit we we had to really think about what the plan was. We're, 
we didn't want to stop for the rest of the season, and that will definitely not be the case. Mm-hmm. I will let Adam describe tell you about our two shows per week. All right. Yes, as everyone knows, we have a show on Sunday. We have a show on Wednesday, and of course, actually, uh, this everything gets canceled, and it's actually ter- It's actually kind of good for us because uh, we have Daniel back now. We're not going to be scheduled conflicts. But, of course, you're probably thinking, Adam, what about the hockey content? And I'm going to tell you, dear listeners. So, one of the shows per week, we're going to have some sort of what I want to describe as a retro review. And it's going to be something like looking back at, let's say, the uh, the three cups and six-year dynasty of the Chicago Blackhawks, the rise and fall of the L.A. Kings, the 365-day little story of the Tampa Bay Lightning winning 62 games, getting swept, rough start to the season, coming back. Maybe a career rest for a retrospective on a guy like Alexander Ovechkin to the everyone hates him because he's Russian. He's celebrated too much. Stuff like that. Um, a, keeping a very hockey-centered episode one per week to try and keep everyone in the mood, keep the hockey spirit alive in the community because that's what we love above all else. Hockey is an escape. Now, the second episode is more of a fun one, I think, me and Alex. We don't know if we're going to call it. We don't know the exact name yet. Uh, for any JoJo's fans out there, I was thinking of Stardust Crusaders or some sort of the uh, or the 201 podcast Bizarre Adventures, this kind of stuff. And it's going to be more of a laid back out of it's not going to be sports. It's going to be what we're thinking is, Alex, once a week, I'm going to give you something to watch. You're going to give me something to watch and we're going to talk about it. Let's say, Alex, I want you to go out and watch this movie or this couple of episodes from a TV show and we're going to talk about it. Or how about this? How about mm-hmm. this? If the listeners want us both to watch something, let us know. Let us know, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be a movie or a TV show. It could literally be anything. Now, if and if you want to know where to let us know, uh, check out all social medias. Leave a comment in the YouTube section if you're listening to the podcast there. Maybe if you want to leave a review on iTunes or something. Also, ask us what you want us. Sorry, let us know what you want us to watch. Now, the first episode of this sort of bizarre adventure, as we'll call it, making a JoJo's reference, will be this Wednesday when we, hopefully Daniel will be with us, we will be talking about, because I have finally seen Rise of Skywalker, it will be a Star Wars Episode Nine Rise of Skywalker review. And I'm very excited. Finally. And if I get a chance to ask you to watch something, Alex... I've got some really, really good episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I'm finally going to get you to see something truly special and why I love Star Wars so much. Okay. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that is everything for today. We will not let this virus you know, get us down. We will continue to provide this awesome podcast for the listeners out there. Again, if you have anything you want us to watch and talk about on the show, let us know in any way, shape, or form possible. As we said, check out our Twitter, our Instagrams, uh, the YouTube channel, of course, all that kind of stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, um, stay safe out there, make good decisions, be good people, don't buy 20 things of toilet paper at a time, and all that sort of stuff. And if you run a grocery store, make it a limit for one thing per person, please. But uh, make good choices, make good choices and all that. We will see you next episode, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye.